who want something from him or his government. But they're losing the kind of customers the business was originally built on. Non-political groups who just wanted to run a room. This summer, 19 charities canceled upcoming events at Mar-a-Lago, a major blow to that club's business, after the president said there were fine people among white supremacists, neo-Nazis and members of the alt-right protesting to preserve a Confederate statue in Charlottesville. Dozens of other clients have left since Trump entered the 2016 presidential race. On Saturday, the latest cancellation, a triathlon for charity at Trump's Charlotte golf course, called Try at the Trump, was abruptly scrapped. Sign-ups were down this year, the organizers said, due to concerns over the name. For the Trump Organization, a potentially troubling trend is emerging. Before this year, many longtime Trump clients said they would return to use his clubs again, believing that quitting a Trump club would be a political act. Now, as Trump's presidency has grown more polarizing, some customers say they see it as a political act to stay. We are not a political organization, said Mike Levin, whose charity Harlem Lacrosse this year moved its golf tournament away from a Trump course in New York State after going there for two prior years. Given the current political environment, we opted to reschedule for a different course. In all, Trump owns 12 golf courses in the United States, 11 on the East Coast, and one outside Los Angeles. He owns at least a partial stake in four hotels in the district, Chicago, Las Vegas, and New York's Soho. And he owns Mar-a-Lago and a winery resort outside Charlottesville. To assess the state of Trump's hospitality business, the Washington Post reviewed public records, data released by the Trump Organization, and social media postings from Trump properties. The Post identified a sample of more than 200 groups that had rented out meeting rooms or golf courses at a Trump property since 2014. Of those groups, 85 are no longer Trump customers. Many said they left for non-political reasons, but 30 told the Post that they had left because of Trump's political career. The Post provided its findings to the Trump Organization, which declined to provide a response or answer questions. A White House spokeswoman declined to comment, referring questions to the Trump Organization. The post-review could not determine if the Trump Organization's special event business is growing or shrinking overall. But it did show clearly that one part of that business is thriving, the business of political events. For instance, in the 2014 election cycle before Trump jumped into the presidential race, nine federal Republican candidates and committees reported patronizing Trump-owned properties. Altogether, these groups spent $32,499 over two years, less than Trump's clubs could take in from a single run-of-the-mill golf tournament. This year, the figures are different. At least 27 federal political committees, including Trump's re-election campaign, have flocked to his properties. They've spent $363,701 in just seven months, according to campaign finance reports. In addition, the Republican Governors Association paid more than $408,000 to hold an event this spring at the Trump National Doral Golf Resort, according to tax filings, a gathering the group said was booked back in February 2015. At Trump's D.C. hotel, there have also been a slew of events involving groups that have come to Washington to influence policy decisions. Just last week, the hotel hosted the Prime Minister of Malaysia, who is the subject of a Justice Department corruption probe, as well as the Louisiana Association of Business and Industry, which wants more offshore drilling. The hotel was also scheduled to host an association of candy makers who want federal help in a long-running feud with the sugar industry. In July, a trade group representing e-cigarette makers and vape shop owners brought about 150 people to the hotel. They paid $285 per guest room. They also paid to rent a ballroom and reserve the hotel's Lincoln Library, though the vapors wouldn't say how much they cost. Ten days after the group checked out, it scored a victory. An Obama-era regulation requiring stricter government oversight of e-cigarette products was put on hold by the Food and Drug Administration. 
Tony Abowd, the executive director of the Vapor Technology Association, said in a recent interview that the FDA decision was based on the merits and unrelated to the group's choice of venue. He said the Trump Hotel was chosen as a matter of convenience. We put this together very quickly, he said. When asked whether the Trump Hotel event had influenced the FDA's decision, an agency spokesman said that the announcement was the culmination of months-long internal discussions about how to reduce tobacco-related deaths. Rentals from groups such as these helped Trump's D.C. hotel surpass its own revenue expectations. Through the first four months of the year, the hotel turned a profit of $1.97 million, according to documents reported by The Post last month. Before the election, the company had projected it would lose $2.1 million in the same period, the documents show. The revenue from food and beverage sales, which includes special events, was part of that surprising performance. It came in 37% above expectations. Trump's politics was a draw for Alambic, the conservative Israel backer who decided recently to hold an event at Mar-a-Lago, the president's oceanfront club in Palm Beach. Alambic said he will charge $600 per